You're listening to Speak Loud, resilient stories of triumph and hope, helping you to turn your past into fuel for your best future. Here's your host, founder of the 501c3 Share, providing resource and support for trauma victims, and a survivor herself, Tiffany Barnes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Speak Loud podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you guys today, and actually, I am going to be hosting this episode. There are no guests because I feel really compelled and inspired to talk about something that has really been on the forefront of my mind when it comes to abuse and something that I've seen as kind of a common thread with these conversations I've been having with my various guests. So what I want to talk about is if you see something, say something. And here's what I'm getting at. One thing that I'm noticing with these various interviews that I've been doing is I'm seeing a common thread of people were, number one, afraid to say anything about the abuse that's been happening to them, which I obviously can identify with. If you've listened in on my episode, um, Beautifully Broken or Episode 1, which is my full story, um, just a fair warning, Episode 1 can be very triggering to people. I actually took it down for quite some time, I had several people reach out to me saying, oh my gosh, I listened to the first episode. I couldn't get past it. I had to pull my car over because I was crying. It triggered me. And um, something that actually a mentor of mine had mentioned is if something is triggering to you, so if hearing my story is triggering to a person, that tells me that you still have work to do. And I've said many times on these episodes that... We're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. Everybody walking the face of the earth is a work in progress. You're never just going to be perfect for the rest of your 30 years or 20 years or 50 years or 60 years here on the planet. We are always a work in progress. But, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's so hard because people tune in and they listen to that first episode, and for them to be triggered, you know, I kind of took it personally. I thought, oh my gosh, my story is too much for people, and I took it down. And then I um, re-recorded my story on Beautifully Broken, which was, I believe, episode 22. Yeah, episode 22. And I kind of didn't touch so much on the actual abuse itself, but more of the positivity. And I've tried to make this podcast about that. But we have to take the dark with the light, right? We've heard that. You've got to work through the dark to get to the light. So I'm unapologetically me. I'm not going to be ashamed of my story. So I put that episode back up. I actually just released it again today. So episode one is back up. And it gives you the full detailed story of my abuse. So I just want to fair warn you, if you do tune into that, it could be triggering to you. But I do encourage you, if it's triggering... Maybe there's still work to be done. Not maybe, there is work still to be done. You know, there's something that you may think you've healed, but you haven't. I just had a guest on um, earlier today, Matthew Chadwick, and he was talking about how he thought he had healed from his sexual abuse as a young man. And here he is at 56 years old and reopening that wound, he realizes there's still healing to be done. 
So I don't want to discourage you with the the point of, oh my gosh, you're never going to get over it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you are always going to be a work in progress. Maybe not a work in progress for the abuse you've been through, but maybe you want to heal yourself spiritually, financially, emotionally. Um, You know, there's so many ways that you could be bettering yourself in everyday life. So, but getting on to seeing something, saying something. I'm hearing a lot with these guests that I've had on talking about various forms of abuse and what abuse means to them. And abuse, you know, some people might hear somebody's story and think, oh my gosh, that's that's nothing compared to what I've been through or people I know that have been through far worse circumstances. I do want to say, you know, let's just not judge. Let's have a judgment-free zone on this podcast where... You know, sometimes I'll have a guest that comes on and I don't know their full story of abuse. You know, we'll have a little bit of a pre-roll conversation and, um, you know, they'll tell me, oh, I was mentally abused or I was physically abused or sexually abused or all these various forms. And then we get into it and even I catch myself sometimes like, well, that's not like terrible. And I've got to stop myself because I realize I wasn't in their shoes. You weren't in their shoes. We can't say, you know that one abuse is trumps another. You know, that's not fair to say because we weren't in their shoes. We weren't there experiencing it. We don't know how it affected their life. You know, even just the trauma of, you know, for me, because that's all I can really speak about is my life because I'm the one living it. You know, going to 23 different elementary schools, that in itself is trauma. That's traumatizing, you know, to be constantly moving, making friends, going to new schools, new environments, you know, out of my element. To me, it's traumatic. Other people might not say that's trauma. Um, There's many people that I've had on the show that have talked about trauma and just moving one time in their life. So let's just be judgment-free. Let's not, you know, judge if one abuse is better than the other, not even better, worse than the other. If one abuse warrants a person to be on a, a podcast or not, you know, in today's world, we need to spread so much more love, so much more love and blessings for others. And just, you know, people speaking up and sharing their story in itself can be tremendously healing. And that might be the reason they're coming on the podcast to share it. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind for future episodes. But when we're talking about seeing something, saying something, I said something very bold on episode 22, Beautifully Broken. And I said, if you know about abuse and you say nothing, it doesn't make you any better than the abuser themselves. Now, I say that it's very bold because I say that to somebody and I watch their facial expressions and their body language and they can be taken back when I say that. Wait a second, you're telling me I'm an abuser myself because I'm not saying something when I know about abuse? Um, yeah, because you're basically condoning it by not saying anything. Think about that. There's so many people, even in my story, you know, I grew up out in a, you know, kind of a, a more poor area of Salt Lake City. And there was probably a lot of abuse taking place in that neighborhood. I'm not saying that poor equals abuse. But now looking back at the situations and the friends and the neighbors that I had, there was, it was pretty rampant in my neighborhood. So it's not like anybody wants to point the finger at somebody else because they're doing the same damn thing. But 
you know, there were people that knew I was going through abuse and said nothing about it. There were people that I basically was telling I was being abused and they did nothing about it. Case in point, my mother. And I had talked about this on episode 22 as well is, you know, I confronted my stepfather about sexually abusing me. No, I didn't just come out and confront him because he threatened my life. And something I'm seeing very common with people coming on the show is they didn't say something in fear of their life being threatened, their families being broken up, a divorce occurring, um, them losing correspondence with other family members. And, you know, sometimes I I hear these stories and I want to shake these people and say, oh my gosh, why didn't you say something? But then it's like pot meat kettle. (laughs) because I am in that same situation or was in that same situation. You know, my stepfather said, you say anything, I'll kill you. And when you're, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old and a grown man is threatening your life, you tend to believe him. And so I kept my mouth shut, you know, and I've, I've had, I just had a guest on today that um, was talking about how his stepfather said, you know, if you say anything to anybody, then the whole family's going to be broken up and you're going to have to move out of state and all these things. And You know, it's just so frightening how much control these perpetrators are trying to have over their victims. And I know I've been very clear I don't believe in victimhood, but in this circumstance of what I'm talking about, perpetrator, victim, yes, that is a a true victim. Now, I want to talk more about, um, again, going back to where I grew up. People sometimes would report the abuse and the state would come out to our house and they would investigate it. But here's the thing. I have no idea how my mom knew about this, but it was like she had some whistleblower that would tell her, hey, the state's going to come investigate you. Somebody reported you and she would be borrowing um, food from the neighbors or tidying up the house because she knew she was going to be under, you know, a microscope. And I remember feeling so angry at her because when the state would come, it was almost like as a little girl, you know, this, um, you know, it's like the saints came marching in, right? And uh, I was going to be rescued and I was going to be taken out of this environment. And then mom would tidy up the house and put food in the fridge and in the cabinets and be on her best behavior. And, oh, I love my kids. And, you know, put on this facade. And she'd get away with it until there was another investigation and another. And she had to have had a filing cabinet full of investigations against her as being an unfit mother. And eventually she was declared an unfit mother, you know, with this with the state. And my brother and sister um, were awarded to their dad. You know, this is a woman's right state. It's very hard as a woman to have your children taken away from you. And, and that's essentially what had happened. Um, and they had went and lived with their dad and then abuse ensued with, with their dad, who is my stepfather who, you know, molested me and my sister. So here's what I know, you know, let's say you're in the store. This actually happened to me very recently. And, um, there's a a kid that's throwing a temper tantrum and the mother or the father, it doesn't matter, either one you know, yanks this kid out of their chair, pulls them outside. You can see through the window, they're beating on their butt and they're pulling their hair and they're screaming in their face and spitting on them. What do you do? As a person that's just an innocent bystander watching this take place, what do you do? 
most people, from my experience of what I've seen, and actually the numbers show, because this is still an epidemic, so if people were really speaking up and speaking loud and reporting these things, we wouldn't have such an issue. But, you know, ask yourself, what would you do in that moment? Would you, oh, none of my business, go about my shopping. Would you, I'm going to go confront that mother. And then next thing you know, she might turn on you. Would you call an authority? Would you call over the store manager? You know, the police? What would you do? And I challenge this question to you, or I pose this question to you rather, because there's so many people that see abuse, not just in the store. It could be their neighbor. It could be their family. It could be in their own home. You know, maybe you're witnessing your mother beating your father or vice versa, or you have a sibling that's abusing you or you are abusing your sibling. Here's the thing. Again, if you see something, say something. Because I don't know, as far as, you know, the listeners go, you know, how many of you really realize what can be done? Let's say something is reported. There's an investigation that takes place. Oftentimes, abuse, unless there's physical signs of it, so bruises, lacerations, you know, um, things of that nature, there's no real proof, especially when it comes to mental and emotional um, abuse. And until that person that's been going through the abuse says something, not a whole lot can be done. And even at that point, when they say something, it's word against word. So a lot of people are like, well, I don't even want to say something because if I do say something, it's word against word and nobody's going to believe me. You know how I can say that? Because I was that person. With my stepfather, for an example, I was afraid to say something, not only because he'd kill me, but also would anybody believe me? Here's an adult, you know, when you're a child, an adult is put on a pedestal in the sense that they have more authority, they're going to be more believed, Um, a child is meant to be seen, not heard, Um, a child makes up fantasy, makes up stories, you know, exaggerates things in their mind, and so... You know, if a child were to come to you and say, my mom, my dad, my neighbor, my uncle, my aunt, whoever is coming and doing these things to me, I want to ask you, what is the first thing you would do? How would you react? What questions would you ask? What steps would you take? You know, I've mentioned my nonprofit on here, SHARE, which stands for Sharing Hope for the Abused Through Resilience and Empowerment. And the website that you can find more information on SHARE is sharethemovement.org. I bring that up because sharethemovement.org has plenty of resources for you on how to recognize the various types of abuse, how to get help with abuse, how to educate yourself. Here's what I know. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, the abuse is happening at the moment, call 911. If you're afraid for your life, call 911. The National Child Abuse Hotline is 1-800-4, the number 4, A-CHILD, which ends up being 
1-800-273-4453. You can also call the Teen Dating Violence and Abuse Hotline, which is 1-866-331-9474. There is a National Sexual Assault Hotline, which is 1-800-656-HOPE. There's also also the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. If you're looking for more information on those um, various websites or how to reach someone, please go to sharethemovement.org and you will find more information. If you see something... Don't say, it's not for me to judge. It's not for me to, you know, report. I don't want to break up this family. This is none of my business. It is your business. Especially if you see it. If you suspect it. And I've said this before. It needs to be a valid suspicion. You know, or... You know, maybe you just have a suspicion and you want to talk to somebody about it. You can report anonymously to any of these hotlines. But I challenge you, please, if you see something, say something. You know, I've mentioned this uh, before as well. One in four women, one in six men before the age of 18 suffer some form of abuse. So it's more likely... That somebody will go to college or play a high school sport than it is that they will not be abused. Think about that. The statistics are frightening. We have to do something about it. This epidemic is not getting any better. And here's the thing. It's cyclical. Yes, I can stop abuse with me. But not everybody has that stamina, doesn't have that strength, doesn't have that confidence, doesn't have that support system, and they fall into the trap of becoming abusers themselves. So getting help is another key part of this equation. When I say getting help, maybe you need to seek counseling. Maybe you need to get a social worker to work with. That's how I became emancipated. Maybe you need to, you know, even just saying something to someone about your abuse starts that process. It doesn't matter if it's fresh and it's just happened or you've been enduring it for many months or many years. It's the start that stops you. It's that first step into the unknown for anyone to realize, okay, I can do this. I can take the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step, and then next thing you know, you have a momentum going. How do you think I got to where I am today? Yes, I had to say something, but I had to do the work had to put in the time to heal. Don't be that person that says, you know, it's just easier to go through the abuse than have to do the work. I have a quote sitting here on my wall by Mr. Thomas Edison that says, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. 
It's so true. Most people miss opportunities to say something, to change something, to give themselves a better life, because it's going to take that work, that drive, that courage, that strength, that resilience. But you already have it within you. You just have to tap into it. And I know you've been hurt. I know you've been broken. I know maybe you don't feel like you're enough, that you lack that confidence in yourself. But if you'll just start by telling someone, by saying something, if you know about it, so much progress can happen from that point. It's the start that stops you. I can't say it enough, you guys. I appreciate every single one of you that tune into the show. Sometimes I feel like my message falls on deaf ears, and then I got to pick myself up and say, you know what? This is my purpose. I'm going to continue to speak up. I'm going to continue to speak loud. I'm going to continue to make sure people know they're not alone. It's my purpose. Thank you for joining me on my journey. And listening to these episodes and supporting me, it means more to me than you will ever, ever know. Once again, if you see something, say something, even if you report anonymously. But don't turn a blind eye. Don't put blinders on. Don't say it's not for me to get involved, because it is. The change starts with you. As always... Be the change you wish to see in this world. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Speak Loud. If this message resonated with you, please feel free to share it with anyone you feel could use the support. To find out more information about SHARE, our movement, and to join the cause, please visit sharethemovement.org. Until next time.